So there he is, after 120 years of being in the world, he goes up to the Basin Shalmala for his final judgment of everything he accomplished in the world. And you can imagine the scene, they have a big weighing machine, they have a big one of these, you know, old-fashioned scales. And on one side of the scales, they're putting all of his mitzvahs, it's going heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier, and he's looking great, he's smiling, Look at me, all my mitzvahs. And then they start to put on all the Averis. And they put on all the Averis and it's getting heavier and heavier. It equals out and then all of a sudden, boom, it gets well past all of the mitzvahs. And he's a little bit scared. Oy vavoy. This is it. The final din v'cheshven after 120 years of living in the world. And I did more Averis than mitzvahs. He's sweating. He's schwitzing. What's going to be? Is there anything else? Hello? Anybody here to save me? And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, comes this huge English red double-decker bus. And it comes in, and it stops by the area, by the, by the side of the scale of the mitzvahs, and it puts itself on that. And this bus is not just an English bus, that's double-decker. This is a bus that's full of men, women, and children. And the Meiser, it goes all the way down. The whole scale goes down. Until what we have is now, his mitzvahs has overweighed his Averis. And he's feeling like a million dollars. This is great. How did I do this? What is this bus? Who are these people inside the bus? What's pshat? So they say to him the following thing. They say to him the following. And they say that this bus was a bus that was on its way to Shalayim. And there was a Arab who was in some Arab village and he was constructing, he was putting together a very large bomb, very powerful bomb, a bomb that could have detonated and destroyed Rahman al-Islam many, many lives. And his plan, he had noticed that that route that the bus goes was a very full route. It was always full of men, women and children. It was a busy bus. That would be the bus that he designated that he would go and he would take that bomb and Rahman al-Itzlan, he would detonate it at the busiest time on that bus. And while he was fixing the, the last few wires for the bomb to be ready to go, you, Shamayim tells this fellow, you were walking down the street. And when you were walking down the street, there was a woman on the other side of the road that was dressed inappropriately. And you you saw it in the corner of your eye, and a battle started to rage within you. Should I look? It's very gishmak. Or should I not look? It's very hard. And backwards and forwards, and you decided, no, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not doing it. And at that exact moment, at that exact moment, this Arab that was sitting in an Arab village, finishing off this bomb, made the wrong move. And the bomb exploded in his face, and he died on the spot. And therefore they told him in Shemayim that that bus full of men, women and children is your schus. You don't even know it. There you are walking on the street. You have no idea that what you're doing is accomplishing things far, far away. But it is. And little do we realize the power of our actions not only around us, but also within ourselves. We know that the next few weeks is designated as a time called Shavavim. Sometimes I've heard the question, is it a chasidah, chasidah shamaisa? So I'll just give you a second of explanation and then we'll move on. 
already at the end of the time of the Rishonim, the time of the Truma Sadeshen. The Leket Yosha, the Talmud of the Truma Sadeshen, brings down from his Rebbe, the Truma Sadeshen, that on Thursdays, straight by Parsha Shemois, he would fast, he would say Slicha Kapora, all sorts of, you know, different ideas and things of, of Tshuva. But it was a time specifically for Tshuva. And the Minhagim, by the way, is found not only in the Truma Sadeshen, it's found in the Tamidei Mar, the Marshal, the Lavush, the Mati Moshe, the Shlach Kodesh, the Terezikainim, the Arizal, the Tosasant, the Magen Avram, and the Tophresh Pehei. That the Minig is that the time from Parsha Shemois all the way until, depending on what year it is, whether there's an extra month like there is this year, Truma Tetzaveh, or not, till Parsha's Mishpatim, is called Shavivim. The Matemoshu brings the reason. What's the Shavivim? What's the Pshat? What are we doing this for? So Matemoshu brings the reason, and he says Pshat from his Rebbe, the Marishal, where the Yamsha Shloimah said Pshat, that because it's just poshit too long between one Bahab and another Bahab. We have a Bahab after Sukkot, we have another one after Pesach, and there's poshit too long, on the long winter, between them, and we need the time of Tshuva. We need a time of re- retrospect so we can see where we're going, where we're heading, and if we're in the right direction. The Arizal and many others say it's a time to be Misak and the Chaita Yodua. It's a time that we can work on in Yoni Kedusha. And that's what we're doing over here every week. But as a Hashem for the next few weeks on Sunday, we're going to be discussing in Yoni Kedusha in a very real and a very practical way. And I hope as a Hashem that there will be a Tayelis from it. It's a time that has a Shgula to work on these things. If ever we wanted to work on it, this is the time to work on it. And Baruch Hashem, I have to tell you, I've had tremendous feedback. I sat many hours with that going to Godel Rebbe Zul Shlita, and I asked him, should I be doing such a thing? Should I be discussing these in Yonim very openly and very explicitly in front of Bochum? Is he going to give them ideas? Are they going to be thinking about things? Maybe they shouldn't be thinking about it. Is that my problem? Rebbe Zul told me, absolutely not. This is something they need to hear. This is something that they want to hear. Then a shomer is calling out. Now there are many types of bachrim, and many parts of people think it's not negated to me. It's not negated to me. Like okay, it's a nice shit, but like it's not negated to me. I don't, I don't have these struggles. So I would say two things. Number one, you're a liar. That's poshim shat. And number two, Rav Shalom Shadron Zatzal one time went to Borough Park. And he came to Borough Park. Borough Park, for all those that don't know, is a very religious neighborhood. And he came and he gave a shmooze. What was the shmooze? Rabbi Sai, Shmira Shabbos. He gave an fiery drosha on Shmira Shabbos. The Rebbe, they came to him after the Rebbe, like, we keep Shabbos over here, we're good. Maybe you have to machazik a few things here and there, like everyone needs to machazik and things, but like, come on, speak about Shmira Shabbos, what's the job? So Sean Sharon told him the following thing. He said to him like this. So when there's a fire, we don't just spray the house that is on fire. But we rather spray all of the neighboring houses, all of the surrounding areas, so that they also don't catch on fire. So anybody that really admits to himself that he doesn't suffer from this, this is not a tiber of his, this is not his issue, this is not something he has to worry about, if he's not a liar, should realize that we're discussing it because we have to spread it everywhere. This is something we have to talk about. Baruch Hashem, I've been zoicha to give this series for quite a number of years. The, the, the feedback that I got is absolutely unbelievable. I will meet people on the street in various places in the world that will come over to me and say, you're my Rebbe Moiri. I'm like, I never met you in my life before. Who are you? You don't understand. I struggled with this Indian so much. You saved my marriage. You saved my life. You have no idea. I hear it from older people, from younger people. The emails that I received from around the world, literally, from around the world, from older, older people, younger people, 
all different types of religious types. It doesn't make a difference. People suffering. There's a lot of people suffering with these inyanim. And we have to discuss it openly. And we have to discuss it practically to see what we can do. In fact, I remember getting a phone call from a Yid. He says to me like this. He says, I'm calling you from Lakewood. And I'm standing outside BMG. And I want to tell you something. They have taken your series on Shmir Senayim. And they have made CDs. And they've placed it on the windshield of every single car that's parked outside BMG. It was unbelievable. So Rabbi said, this is something that we have to discuss. This is something that we actually have to discuss, Rabbi said, in a real way. So I'll tell you like this. Ice cream. I don't know if the owner enjoys ice cream. I enjoy ice cream. I think ice cream is delicious. But like this. If you ever gone to an ice cream store, I don't know if you've gone to so many ice cream stores, but in America, they have really nice ice cream stores. Right? I come from England. England. Eh, you go to America, they have really good ice cream stores. I remember going to upstate New York. Uh, in one of the places over there, upstate, and they have a place over there, Kinai Nahora. Like, it's an empty room with, with like faucets. And each faucet opens up a different, a, a different flavor ice cream. And then on the corner, like, you know what I'm talking about. And then on the corner, they got all the toppings. All Kinai, everything you could think about. And you take whatever you want, you make as many ice creams, how high you want, every topping, then you weigh it to the end, you pray for it, the oil knows, the oil is smiling, the oil is nothing, God Imagine. You take your friend to such an ice cream store and you say to him, no, look at this. Everything in the world, every flavor you want, every topping, choose whatever you want. And he says, um, okay, I'll take vanilla. I'm like, oh, come on. Come on, vanilla, Bethesda. Have that with this chocolate souffle at the end of a Friday night meal, I hear. But stop. In a place like this to have vanilla ice cream. It's like, I only know vanilla ice cream. I don't know anything else. I've never experienced any other ice cream and therefore... I don't want it. I just know vanilla. So Rabbi say we tell a person who doesn't know what it's like to live a life with Shemir Sinaim, to live a life where he's not, you know, not a slave to his body, to his desires. A person says, I'm good. Where I am is okay. Everything's fine. I don't need to change. I'm good the way I am. You just tasted the vanilla ice cream with no other taste of what real colorful gishmaka life is. And therefore we're trying to Rabbi say to give a person real real gishmak in life that it offers. Rabbi Say, the average person, and this study was done a while ago, so it could be it's changed. But just to give you an idea, the average person looks at his phone about 160 times a day, which is every six minutes. That's the amount of time he looks at his phone, he checks his phone approximately 160 times a day, every six minutes. Now, just make the cheshvan, just for a moment, if you don't mind, when a, when a person gets to 90 years old, he gets to 90 years old, he looks back at his life, and he realizes, you know, a third of my life, I spent sleeping. The other third of my life, I spent connected to a machine. That's what the Mitzvah is. And we don't even realize it. We don't even copy it. I want to give you some statistics, which were made a while ago. Okay, it was made in 2006. I thought I saw these statistics in a one of the English Shvarim brings down these statistics. It was 2006. That means whatever I'm saying then is way worse now. Okay, so let's just say whatever we're saying then is Rimalamutzchos, right? Because it's way worse. That was 2006. Okay, the pornography industry was worth 97 billion dollars, which at the time was worth more than Microsoft, Google, and eBay put together. That was the industry of the pornography industry. 420 million pages dedicated specifically for pornography. 
And every 39 minutes a new pornography video was created, 35% of all internet downloads in 2016 already was related to pornography. 2.5 billion emails sent or received containing pornography. Rabbi Sa'ad, we're dealing with a very, very sick and sad world, but the Metzius is this way. Dr. Jeffrey Satinover of Princeton University said in 2013 in regards to pornography, he says, it's as if we have devised a form of heroin a hundred times more powerful than ever before. And the use of this can be done in your own privacy, in your own home, and injected directly into your brain through your eyes. And that's what we're dealing over here in Rabbi Sai. People have another idea, which we'll speak about. Rebbe, when I get married, everything's going to be okay. Then I'm going to be cured. It's going to be great. Little do you know, Rabbi Sai, maybe we'll discuss this. That's not how it works. And if I care, it only gets worse. If a person doesn't know how to work on it right now, and hasn't worked on it, and hasn't been able to manage it in some way, it's only going to get worse when he gets married. I can tell you this from the emails that I have received, which I don't think I can repeat in public, from people who are married with children who suffer with this on a daily basis. They never worked on it. They never dealt with this. But by side, I know it's hard to deal with and talk about in here, but it's something that we have to discuss. How many people do you know, and I know personally, who have given up their wives and children their entire families, for a few moments of pleasure. That's all it is. It's a few moments of pleasure they've given up their wife, their children, their future, and their family. That's all it is. The Heilige Samsoyfer brings that just by Mitzias Mitzrayim, Kladiswar were tested because it was before a Geula. So the Heilige Samsoyfer, before the Geula Shlema, before the real an end and last Gaula, which we're almost about to experience, Be'ezla Hashem Tzadikim tell us that at the end of history, the time of the Mashiach, the generation of Mashiach, we are also going to be tested. And this is the test. And the question is, how are we going to emerge from this test? Are we going to be successful? Or are we not going to be successful? The Raibid brings down in his Sefer, Ba'alanefesh and Shai Kedusha, Rishayin L'chol the beginning of everything, the start of everything, Ishmir Yisenayim. And Be'ez HaShem, join us every Sunday as we discuss these halachas, discuss these inyanim, and the Rabbani Shem should give us a lot of siyat to help us in our Avodah Zakhar Yedesh. Have a great day.